you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Inc., the Google Ads Agency. Had some uh, questions on the most recent uh, YouTube video, where one of them was, you know, did changing the audiences with different or with the same asset group really change performance? And yeah, the way that Google has structured this is now you have a group of assets and then a target. And you can change those assets or you can change the target. So, I mean, be prepared to make 50 asset groups. I had one this morning, I have four asset groups that are live. And the asset groups are actually, I have them right here. One is going to the interest in demographic targeting for a very specific use case for a client. One is search keywords with people who have searched this term on Google, replicated that with search keywords with purchase intent. So the different setting. And then I built a remarketing one of the people that visited those pages now, and now with Google's new customer acquisition only, you're going to be able to take the new customer only performance max campaign. That's only going to target people not in your customer list, clone that, and then remove the new customer target because for only acquisition. And then you're actually going to be able to target existing. The cool part about this is when you have two performance max campaigns, both with the same kind of structure one going after new, one going after repeat, you'll be able to change around, obviously, the audience signal to your customer list, your visitors, that kind of your active users, all the good stuff. But you're going to have a, now a TCPA goal instead of just TROAS. So how much would you want to pay for a new customer? And how much would you want to pay for a repeat customer? And that is just amazing. So the way that we're finding success is think of it like a gigantic a-B test that never ends. You're always going to be adding new creative. You're always going to be adding new asset groups. You're always going to be testing new signals. And in the listing groups for e-commerce, what's cool about this is you're actually going to be able to look through the listing groups and say, okay, this audience targeting, or sorry, this asset group targeting this audience did X. And then this asset group, which is the same asset group, but targeting a different audience did Y. So for example, in the last three days of this new campaign, my interest in demo targeting got a 2.86 ROAS, my search keywords that people have searched on Google, it's got a 2.73. My remarketing uh, audience got a 7.34 ROAS and my search keywords with purchase intent got a 4.72 ROAS. So yes, same assets, different signals. And those signals will actually share, or sorry, those signals will actually tell you which signal is outperforming or less performing. So a 2.8, 2.3, 7.3, 4.7. Yes, like there is, there is the very good ability to AB test those different, those different audience signals and come up with a campaign that you can actually start to make better. And that's okay. Well, why is this one campaign not performing? Is it the right keywords? Is it the right asset? Is it the, should I add additional signals to this audience that are maybe not found in my other asset groups? There's so much that we can do. What's really cool is then you get to toggle and throttle a TCPAT row as based on, is it going to new customers only existing customers only, uh, in the existing customers only how much is new customer acquisition actually working? Like. There's just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. So we all, you know, got a little bit confused and nervous and all the while when performance max came out because it's like, is it the, the end of the you know, agency as we know it? And it's actually, it's almost like breathe new life into Google. So it's really, really exciting. How much do I need to start out for an e-commerce website? If you're looking at ad spend, I would suggest nothing less than a thousand dollars a month. And the reason being is. You want to buy enough data to know where you're, <laughs> I've done, I had no idea if I was going to do that. So, but I would say a thousand dollars per month in ad spend. The reason being is that you have this X and Y axis set time and ad spend. The more ad spend you have, the less time you need to optimize. The more 
Uh, so less ad spend, the more time. So if I said the right, so more time it equals less ad spend, less time, more ad spend. You find that data and you're making your optim optimizations based on that. So if you're, if you're looking to see, is this going to work and can this be effective? Start up with an ad spend high enough that's going to get you good placement and good visibility and really give it a solid test. I, I can't stress enough that a lot of people said like, well, I put $400 and I didn't really try it. Well, I actually didn't give it a good test. Give it at least 90 days and give it a healthy enough ad spend to say, yes, I do see where the good and the bad is coming from. And I know where to make optimizations. That's all I really do is you're investing into your Google ads campaign. So start with a minimum of a thousand dollars. That's you know my, my recommendation, $33 a day. It's, it, you know, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's not really what you talk about if you make one or two sales. You know, you're, you're, you're probably pretty break even at the point, but you're learning. So that's, that's the part that you need. Job would add in multiple asset groups, one broadings, one for keywords. Is there a way to see which one performs better? Yes. If you are talking, well, are you talking about e-commerce or are you talking about lead gen? They're actually two different things instead of performance max. So let me know. Hi, do you think, do you think you can start up performance max using only search or is it pointless? So actually Google just recently updated that if you try to start on performance max using only, only search, well, actually not really necessarily only search, but. They're now required fields. The long headline is required and the long headline is going to need some imagery. So Google is actually updating the requirements in performance max. And I don't know at the state time exactly what they are, because they seem to be changing week by week, but I would say no. The search campaign is actually one of the campaigns that will very heavily compete with performance max. I probably still want to have my control over my keywords and my bids and my placement first. And then once you find good sustainability, start performance max using those keywords. That's my, my theory there. <clears throat> Tell us more about the new PPC Endeavor S Solutions 8. Ah, is that the starter PPC? That's actually that we do for a much lower price per month. You just don't get to talk to us. <laughs> that sounds so stupid, but a lot of our hard costs is in human personnel. I mean, we're, we're in a service business. So it's essentially, you still get the team behind the scenes that does all the work led by my strategy and Regina heading, spearheading that department. But you just don't get a dedicated client manager that you get to talk to because that's where a lot of the hard cost comes in. So to save that, we have some called starter PPC to get it built, get it built up and running. And then once it's starting to perform, you can, if you want to increase your S spend and, or want to you know, kind of elevate yourself to a higher level of service so that we, you get a dedicated manager that you get to talk to every day. We have some products with Google, uh, shopping ads with over 1800 clicks and no conversions. Can't figure out why people are searching for this product, but not buying. We have the lowest price of free shipping. Something's really wrong there. If you have 1800 clicks on a shopping ad standard or uh smart shopping, also any updates on the YouTube side of things, budget optimization, no, not really. I would say that YouTube inside of performance max is operates to pretty much anything I've ever tried on YouTube specifically. So YouTube with, you know, essentially DSK or audience targeting performance max actually has been giving us a consistent two X of the watch rate. So it's actually pretty interesting, but YouTube still, you know, on its own, when you're talking about just you know, being able to being able to run YouTube is 16 times what your target CPA is as your daily budget and at least eight days. That's still been the actual update. I've had more success if you front loaded with a lot of videos. So starting with 15 videos on a smaller budget, like a hundred dollars per day, seems to work really well. You want to have quantity over quality. Even if you have 20 videos that are mediocre is a lot better than the two videos that are amazing because Google's going to find and choose and pick which one that it likes and pushes it. And 80% of the, the spend is going to be spent on that. What small selection video. So if you give a lot, Google will usually find what it likes most. See, hello, my Pmax campaign worked great for seven days and now no conversion for twos. Hang tight. Pmax is going through a whole bunch of restructuring. If you don't have your insights tab, still hang tight until you get your insights tab. But we've seen like all of a sudden it first throw up and, and then it dips and then comes back slowly. So give it time. Pmax is doing a lot. Think about it. It searched YouTube, GSP, discover, display, local. It's, it's doing everything at once, plus trying to remarket. So 
seven days is not going to be enough for it to really figure out which audience and which area and all the other stuff. So this is something that is going to be even longer than even smart shopping, for example, because this is using essentially, it's almost like saying, Hey, I built seven campaigns and I have two days of bad performance in the first week. You still got to give it time because it's doing all that at once, but it's doing it smarter. So hang tight, I would say. And until you get that insights tab to find out exactly what's going on, still give it some more time. What reasons could there be for an immense drop in click-through rate from one week to another without changing the ads? Ever CPC equal a week before enabled enhanced CPC, but this was only. So um, a lot of things that could be is check your auction insights tab. A lot of times when you have CTR drop, it means like better removed and possibly push you down. So check audience insights tab, check the, I'm sorry, auction insights tab, and then check your search and press share, search and press share, the top of the search, absolute top and press share, and see if you dip there. So just check those first. Let's see, we have a smart shopping that works well, and we have over 25,000 SKUs, but 50% of our budget goes to two SKUs. Yes. So Tommy, it sounds like you might be using a T-ROAS. If you are, T-ROAS is actually going to limit it to essentially, hey, what can I sell? Well, I can sell these two. So great, put all your ads been to those because that's what I know. I can't sell at that ROAS. If you're using, if you're using T-ROAS, you could turn it off and, and see if you start to get more, more ads spent to those other, other products. What I may suggest is take those two. So clone that smart shopping campaign. Put that smart shopping campaign on its own daily budget with those two products and then use a lesser budget and then put it together 25,000 SKUs for it to find other additional ones while you're still having good performance on your new two SKUs. However, here's something really, really, really important because I think I just messed up in saying that. Take your existing campaign, clone it, and pause the 24,998 SKUs in that campaign, but leave the two SKUs on that are performing in your cloned campaign, stop those two or pause those two products that are working well and go after the other, other ones there. You want to have the, the campaign that's experiencing the performance needs to be the campaign that moves forward only with those two products. So that's very, very important. Best practice of running multiple PMAX campaigns with the same account. If you're running e-commerce, I wouldn't run multiple PMAX. I would run multiple asset groups. If you're running lead generation, multiple asset groups are good. The audience signal is a target. So it's an audience signal is actually a target. I've seen this more and more. If it says, Hey, this is the target, this is the signal. Mm, it's, a, it's the target. They call it a signal because it's not only going to target, but it starts to target that first and then can go out and go on its own. So as this evolves, we'll learn more, but that audience signal is actually a target. So don't think of that as just like, a, I know it's a polite suggestion to Google and it is, but it's going to go there first, which means it's ultimately basically a target. So if you're running multiple PMX campaigns for lead generation, good. Just keep one asset group with one target per campaign. This way you could throttle on and off TROS, TCPA, all the good stuff, and then increasing T. So that's what I would recommend there. If it's e-commerce, try multiple asset groups, and you can start with all of the same assets to different targeting. Once you find out what works, now clone those targeting, try different assets. So you're AB testing both sides. Uh, was DSK stand for display search keywords? Essentially, the, the GDN's network's targeting capabilities that use keywords. Any recommendations for or against running multiple performance max campaigns at once targeting different audience signals? No. Again, your audience signals is your target. So you can have multiple performance max campaigns targeting different audience signals. I would actually, it, you'll see Google does a best practice where it says, hey, you're, you're need at least two, your customer list and, a, and, a, and an interest. I found that to be the case. Uh, I don't want to blend those two together. I want to isolate and I want to identify what works and I want to expand out into that. So I like to start heavily segmented and you see only one interest or one customer list or one, you know, look like audience essentially and start there. And then I can A-B test. But 
whether it's in a multiple asset group or multiple campaigns, seems to be working so far pretty well in either scenario. Let's see, John, my clients have no videos to use a few will still work well with Google Generate videos. I would not. I mean, uh, go to billo.app, B-I-L-L dot A-P-P. Yeah, billo.app, B-I-L-L-O dot A-P-P. It's like for 75 bucks, they'll have an influencer create a video for you. At least start with that. Even if it kind of quote unquote sucks, just start with that. You need it because that's heavily top of funnel of who it's going to target based on who's interacting with. It's like, hey, I removed the first step of my funnel. Can I start middle of the funnel? Yeah, but should you? No, I'd rather start with the low quality top of funnel video at least just to get the up and running. So my opinion, I'm, I'm actually not starting performance max campaigns without video on purpose. I don't, I don't want to go back to the client and say, yeah, that, that didn't work. Well, why? Because I started it incorrectly and I should have asked you for this. It should have stood my ground. As an agency, I have to do that. So that's my performance max. You mentioned website links can be put with the keyword because people type it in the browser. Yes. So you can actually use the URL of your competitor's website. Now, Google's starting to crack down on that. I said that two years ago that this is not going to be around forever. Looks like Google's starting to crack down on it, but Google will tell you if it's not going to be included. So Put the key, put the website in there. And if it does work, it seems to be good. But sometimes they'll say, this is not included in your targeting. This keyword is not included in your targeting. And they'll have that website URL. It seems like it's starting to more, get more like HIPAA compliant and privacy compliant. So just know that that's a degrading feature. But if it works, it works great. And try as long as you can. John, what is your suggestion optimizing video assets when you have thousands of SKUs? What landing pages should uh, one target? So optimizing video assets, I would keep it theme based to where it is. If you have thousands of SKUs, hopefully your thousands of SKUs aren't like, Hey, I have a, a spare tire and then a pencil. Like hopefully it's a little bit more theme based. I would make video assets that are showcasing a, your best performing products. I may have them as a group. I would have a B a brand story. I would have C testimonial videos. So you want to keep it a little bit high level. Like what videos do, do Nike have running and lifestyle and activities? It's not like this shoe and then that shoe and then this shoe and then that shoe. They have a brand video. So if you have thousands of SKUs and there's a theme, make your video about basically like you're about us page, why you should buy from us. Our customers are happy where we came from, all those things. And then you can do some videos also about your best performing products as well. That's what I would start with. That's what I'd recommend. Uh, people usually don't see a YouTube video unless your product's like amazing and say, yes, I need that. If it's products that are purchased frequently, just by the general population, I would stick with more brand videos and then feature those brand videos. Uh, sorry, I would feature those products in those brand videos, but like lifestyle, like Nike does something that it's a person running around the track, but it's showcasing the shoe that they're running around the track. What does that do? Lifestyle and product highlight. In your last video about asset groups, we've actually recommended using only one type audience per asset group, but I noticed you combine the customer list with the customer intent audience. I'm testing everything. I have like 50 of these running. The reason why I'm testing individual versus multiple is sometimes I won't have uh, an audience signal that is like gold. So I'll like, try to use a customer list inside of it. So it all depends on the current campaign. I'm, I'm testing everything. If I do have a, if I do have an audience interest that is beautiful and perfect, that will be one. If I sometimes have one that's like, well, it's broadly related. So let me see if I can give it another signal. And if that, if that performs well, I will then split them and see which one is performing well. But if I, I don't want to start off with bad performance because again, I'm an agency, I have to start off with the best performance. And then how I find out afterwards, do I group and then segment or do I segment the group? Either way is a, is a plausible scenario. It just depends on the availability. We have one client that, that does hiring for nurses and one of the audience groups is like registered nurses looking to be hired. I'm like, oh, that's just going to be his holy segment. But if like nursing was an interest group. I'd add some additional signals there. So just think of it like that. Like how close can you get to your target? And if you're too far away from your target, how can you supplement? Do you recommend combining customer lists with other types of audiences? 
Fredo, what we just talked about. I'm having a problem with furniture store in Merchant Center having problems with shipping values, different to the feed. Yep. Now what should you do a heavy? Yes. So hop into your, it, it's going to be a little bit wonky, but a quick fix just to get you unsuspended or like the looming deadline of when you're going to be essentially removed by Google. Go into the shipping settings and then post in there a shipping rate that is $1 higher than your landing page. That will fix it. You don't need them to be exact. You just need the GMC shipping rate to be one penny higher than what's on your landing page regardless. So if you want to hop into your GMC shipping settings and then make a make a custom shipping price based on like weight or, or area, you just need to manipulate that data enough to be $1 or one penny essentially at least higher than what's on your landing page. That'll buy you the time, they'll get you reapproved, and then you can then go back in and figure out exactly what happened. There's so much structure here that I can't say like, aha, here's the fix. It could be an app. It could be a feed that wasn't. I had Shopify not push an update to GMC one time. I had to call Shopify and say, hey, can you please republish this? So like, oops, sorry. So troubleshooting is going to suck, but a quick fix is going to be just at least getting a best shipping rate in there higher than what's on your website. <sighs> Performance Max, how long should I wait? Uh, before doing a budget change and how should I increase weekly or bi-weekly? Oh, so it depends. I've had performance max. I went from $500 day one, $2,000 day two, 3,500 day three. And that thing has horrible ROAS. It's like 1.33, but it's just skyrocketing partially because the client says saying, how would I get to $30,000 a day? And that's going to, that's going to suck. So I got to get there like at least an aggressive stair step, but I'm leaving it running wide open. So if, but here's the thing too, is there's a few methods you can try. There is no wait for performance max. It's not like smart shopping. What's nice performance max is think of it like a Facebook campaign is doing outbound blasting with native ads. I love that. It means that if you found a target, you don't have to wait till Google learns. So you can simply start to scale up quickly. Now you can still outpace your, your conversions. Standard operating procedure here applies. You don't want to necessarily see a 12 day time lag. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Like, you know, go, go follow equally, but you can still be fairly aggressive. Smart shopping, the reason why it sucked scaling is because it was heavy remarketing first. And then once that was burned, then it started to find new audiences. So you got to wait for that to burn and then find new audiences. This one's finding new audiences doing a little bit of remarketing afterwards. So scale, the procedure is really good. Here's a pro tip. Run it for 30 days with wide open, maximize conversion, maximize conversion value. Then after 30 days, do a TCBRT ROAS and then start to scale afterwards. Reason being is because you're using native ads. And if it's finding good audiences and you want to find more audience, you're basically asking it to find more audience, but just the cream of the crop and then see what you can spend there. But if you have heavy segmented asset groups, some asset would be like, hey, at 300% ROAS, you have 20 asset groups. Well, these five didn't work, but these 15 worked well. Great. I have 15 asset groups you could pour a whole bunch of money into. So heavy segmentation is key. Do you think that PMAX will work with low margin products with high budget available? Think about it, you're paying for it. So regardless, if you had to get down to 50, if you got down to dollar clicks on average and you had a 10% conversion rate, which is fantastic. You're still still paying $10 per conversion. So if your CAC and LTV is in line, cost of acquired customer and your lifetime value are in line, yes. But if you're like, hey, I'm, I have a $10 product and I have to make 50% of my money and so you're going to need essentially a 20% conversion rate at $1 CPCs, not going to happen. So just do some simple math and see if it works. If I do two PMAX campaigns with two different audience signals, keyword versus audience interest, will they fight each other for budget or really both spend a full budget? It depends on how often those two are overlapped. So it really, and that's the thing too, it's so, it's so different per account and per targeting. I can't, I can't tell you, but what I can tell you though, for certain is that you might find that one works a lot better than the other or both work mediocre, but here's the best part, Dave, is the asset group that earned the click is the asset group that does the remarketing. Gold rule here, everyone, asset group that earns the click is the asset group that does the remarketing. So they're simply kind of isolated from each other. They might be going after the same target, but whatever target wins is indicative of whatever audience is better. Again, 
use good standard operating procedure here. If you're getting better performance here and lower performance here, add more estimate here and try to tighten up that TCPA and see where your spend is and then start another one. So it's continuous growth. And then after you find that, what assets inside of those asset groups worked? Look at your details. If your details say like, you know, good or sorry, best, good, low, swap out those lows and swap out those goods and see if you can make the whole thing best. That was actually again to increase the performance of that entire campaign because that asset group, now you're cycling out newer ads. That's one thing you try before you start new ones. So there's many different things that you can actually manipulate here. Can we have and smart shopping at the same time? The Bay, Google said no, I've seen sometimes, but just know that only one campaign is going to enter the auction. So if smart shopping is doing a really good at display remarketing, that's going to keep running at a low amount. Performance Max is still going to be doing cold traffic, but if those two people ever found the same audience, Smart Shopping wins. Or sorry, sorry, Performance Max wins. I have not had a Performance Max campaign run longer than seven days after a PMAX campaign, and then I just like, got to get like one or two impressions a day, so I just killed it. But yeah, it's it's just know that if you're going to take two really, really good performing campaigns, Smart Shopping is built into PMAX, so understand that. Um, but PMAX does heavy remarketing display, which it could still run small. So just know that that might happen. On smart shopping, I've scaled up my ROAS to 500%, which have a lower CPC because the large reduction in clicks and conversions compared to the maximized conversions back to maximize. So if uh, if you scale up your T-ROAS to 500, basically you're reduced your finite audience down to here's the people that Google knows that can convert at 500%, then it's only going to go after that. Once that audience is burned, then you're done. So yes, I would say that use maximized conversions, but use but throttle your daily ad spend instead of your ROAS. And you're going to find that on if you segment by time and by day, You'll see like on days that I spent X, I got Y. Now take time back into consideration. So just know that that's, like, that's going to be a latent latency there. But if you go back 14 days and you look at the time and day, you're going to say, well, at this spend, I get this row. As once it gets higher, my row is this, but then it goes lower and my row is this, but then it goes higher and my row is this. Try to identify a good daily ad spend that is a slightly aggressive. So 20% over the days that show good performance and then increase your daily ad spend. Don't try to increase just your T-ROAS because T-ROAS means finite audience. Remember that you're restricting down to who Google thinks it can convert. Does the shopping ad does not, oh, does, does the shopping ad does not receive data once this, once we start running the performance max? Um, yeah, so smart shopping and shopping, they don't really because there is shopping built into PMAX. So you're trying to start two shopping campaigns with the same product targeting the same user. Not going to work. What should I avoid is a new Google app. Don't listen to Google. Sorry. So what you should avoid, avoid leaning into automations too much. If you're doing lead generation, start with, you know, phrase the exact match CPC uh, keywords. Start with, you know, a good manual CPC. Learn first. Don't jump right into automation. If you're new to Google, if you are an amazing Google ads manager, you can jump right into automation because you know what to expect. But start with everything as manual as possible. Learn first, then grow. But if you're a new Google ad user, like kind of newer to Google ads, watch like every single one of these videos on our channel. There's like 300 videos. I know it sucks, but you're going to get better than a college degree just by watching our YouTube videos. All right. So should we use shopping ad? I got one minute left. Should we use shopping ad and performance max on the same account? We do this here. Okay. Should we use shopping ad and performance max on the same account and which uh, one perform better? Yeah. You can't use both of them. My ad account keeps suspending, bro. Yeah, there's a lot there. Why does it keep suspending? That's going to be big at you. If it's misrepresentation, if it's circumventing policies, it, there's, that's like an hour long conversation that we had to have. Did you ever get the error? The search location doesn't match the campaign site location, although everything's set up perfectly. Yes. Um, it, de uh, it depends on how you target it. If you did radius or if you did city state, like it's, I usually have that. If I switch to radius and make sure that it's a wider than I, what I need to have that actually 
that actually goes away. It's a little bit buggy though. And then try the mobile versus desktop. For some reason, there was a bug there that mobile didn't really show up, but desktop always did. So it's not that it's not actually showing up. It's just, that's something I would really test is trying to do a, a radius target. Thank you so much. And I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.